This is Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International, a non-denominational end times ministry dedicated to fulfilling a divine commission to trumpet forth warnings from God concerning the imminent second coming of Christ and the impending judgment of God upon the ungodly. God has sent Dr. Hansen to many nations of the world with a solemn warning to the political and religious leaders and citizenry to repent of their sinfulness and wickedness or face the catastrophic judgments that will soon be unleashed upon the unbelieving world. Listen now to the warnings of our compassionate and merciful Creator conveyed through His faithful prophetic spokesman, the host of Warning Radio, Dr. Jonathan Hansen. This is Jonathan Hansen. I want to welcome all of you that are watching or listening to the Warning Radio program, television program, social media. Welcome. We're in the chapel here at World Ministries International, speaking to a live audience, a staff, and their families. I want to speak today on building, growing your faith. Once again, building, growing your faith. I'm going to have five points I'm going to cover. But faith is a way of life for the believer in Jesus Christ. This statement should change the way we think about faith and its usage in every area of life. Some mistakenly think that faith is something we use only in a crisis time of sickness or financial lack or another type of crisis. But it's not. You're supposed to live daily by faith, with faith. You're supposed to put it in operation. Faith is a proactive force, not just a reactive force. It's supposed to be proactive. We can learn to use faith in advance of needs that occur in our lives by speaking the word of faith. Words are powerful. I've said that so many times. We got to be careful what comes out of our mouth. Even in sarcasm, it's important to be careful. You think it's a joke. Well, the devil doesn't. He might just grab onto your foolish words. We need to, again... Understand the word of faith, how it affects every area of our life, of our family, business, and ministry. In fact, if we would do this, we would have fewer emergencies to deal with that often occur because we are just living the whatever will be, will be attitude. And we're not supposed to wake up and just whatever will be, will be. Whatever I feel like doing, I'll do. We're supposed to be living by faith. Here are five ways, five points I have to build your faith. One, build it on God's word. Luke 6, 46 through 48. I'm going to read it. And why call me Lord, Lord, and do not the things which I say? And do not. If we do not do what God says, why are we calling him Lord? 
A Christian is supposed to be a follower of Christ, a disciple. In other words, you're supposed to put into operation what you watch and what you see, what you hear. Jesus say, do, how he lives, how he reacts, what he thinks. If you don't change, I don't think you're a Christian. I think you have mental assent. I think you're a hypocrite, and you might not even know it. Why call me Lord if you do not do the things which I say? Whoever comes to me and hears my sayings and doeth them, I will show to you whom he is like. See, the key is, do you do them? If you do them, then pray. Some people pray, and it's, I'll tell you frankly, it's a waste of time. He is like a man which built a house and digs deep and laid the foundation on a rock. That's if you do them. And when the flood arose, the stream beat vehemently upon the house, and it could not shake it, for it was founded on a rock. Now, believe me, we all will go through tough times in this life. You don't live without going through tough times. Unless you live for a few years and you die before you face tough times. But if you grow into a man or a woman, you're going to face tough times if you live long enough for your body to grow old. There will be tough times. Not only with your body aging, but with other areas of attack if you stand up for Christ. Other areas of survival, like finances. There are tough times in life. Yet, it says if you do these things, you'll be like a rock, your, your foundation built on a rock. And when an earthquake comes, it's not going to fall apart. Build on God's word. Tells us to dig deep. To lay our foundation of faith upon revelation knowledge. Information will not do in a storm. It must be revelation from the spirit of God that produces faith in the heart. Information alone doesn't help. You can have all the information you want about how to use a rifle. Do you know how to use a rifle? Have you gone out and practiced? Have you honed on to your skills? Do you know what you're doing? Or do you just shoot a bunch of rounds off and they don't even come close to the target? And that's the way some people are with their faith. They don't know how to pray. They don't know the word of God. They don't do the word of God. What are you praying for? God, help me. I'm, I'm such an idiot. That would be a good prayer. God, help me. I have not applied the word of God in my life. I don't know how to live by the word of God. Forgive me. Give me some grace because I'm in trouble. Yeah, that's the way some people should pray. We must build on God's word when trouble comes if you want to sustain the trouble and survive and prosper and have victory. Two, use your memory. Matthew 16, 5. And when his disciples were come to the other side, they had forgotten to take bread. Now they had seen many miracles in the past. They knew Jesus could provide. But once again, they forgot the history of what they watched, the miracles that they should remember. And they were falling apart. 
Matthew 16.5 tells the story of how the disciples had forgotten the miracle of the loaves and fishes. They were worried that they might run out of bread for the boat trip with Jesus. He told them to remember that the miracle so they would have faith the next time they needed another multiplication miracle. I know when I counsel people, I say, hey, don't you remember what God has done in the past? He'll do it now. Why are you falling apart right now? What's wrong? Where is your faith? Is it built on the rock? Or are you built on feelings, on moods, on emotions? That's not faith. And when trouble comes, you will fall apart. We don't build on feelings, moods, and emotions. You get up, you put on your, your bootstraps, you tie them, you lace them, and you go to war every day. Well, I, I, don't, I don't really feel like it. I'm just going to lay in bed and uh, wallow in self-pity. Hello. That's what some people do. I guarantee you. Use your memory. What has God done in the past for you? He will do it again unless you forgot to live by faith. Three, learn to forgive. Mark eleven twenty five. And when you stand praying, forgive. If you have aught against any, that your Father also, which is in heaven, may forgive you your trespasses. Mark eleven twenty five. the Lord tells us that we must forgive before we try to pray the prayer of faith. In verse 24. Forgive! On the thought of the day, I shared, if you have, say you love somebody, but that can't transmit into spending time with a person because you don't want to see them, you don't love them. It's sheer vanity and empty words, and they know it. Jesus loved the sinner. He hung out with the sinner. He ate with the sinner, and they knew he loved them. That didn't say he became their best friend. No. He had that type of fellowship with his disciples, who he turned into apostles. But the sinner knew Jesus loved them. He doesn't say, I'm not going to have nothing to do with you because I'm judging you. Wow. Yet some people do that to their friends and their relatives. They don't see the, the beam in their own eye. And they're trying to remove a, a speck in somebody else's. They don't see the beam. You're such a hypocrite. You don't know the meaning of love or grace or mercy. Oh, I don't, I, I, I can't, I don't want anything to do with you because I think A, B, C, D. You think. Did you ever meet in love and humility to entreat and see if there's any truth in what you think? Are you humble enough to receive correction yourself? You're supposed to meet, according to Scripture, to see maybe you're wrong. Maybe what you think is wrong. Maybe what you heard is a lie, is gossip. And you're building your foundation of, of a grudge and, and, and you're rejecting a person and they're totally innocent. 
Do you ever think of that? Maybe you're wrong. Well, your behavior is already wrong, I'll tell you that. Again, Jesus hung out with sinners. He ate with them. He didn't break fellowship. He didn't say, I can't do it because you're a sinner. Yet in some families, that's what some supposed, quote, Christian families do to other members of their family. Oh, she's a homosexual. We can't invite her to the, you know, a lesbian. He's a homosexual. Can't, can't invite him to the family get-together. Can't let him in the house. Well, how are you going to win that person to Christ? Jesus loved the sinner. He hated the sin because it damns their soul. It destroys them. But he certainly would have let him come to a family get-together to try to win him to God, to show them that, hey, you still love them no matter what you've done. Yet I know hypocrites that do this. Some of them call themselves pastors. Some young punk calling himself a pastor. And he's nothing more than a punk that shouldn't be behind the, pro- the pulpit. And I've seen it all through America. Learn to forgive. Or don't bother trying to pray the prayer of faith. You're wasting your time. Faith only works by love. And where there is no forgiveness, there is no love. Oh, I love them, I forgave them, but I don't want to see them. You got a problem. No, you got the problem. Yeah, the other person might be a sinner, but you have a problem too. You know, I've confessed so many times over 30 years that I was that person I had asked God to forgive me and then I asked the person to before the Holy Spirit really moved through me. If you have forgiven, if you love, then you can meet with them and sit with them and eat with them. I'm tired of all this nonsense of people making excuses why they can't love. All it is is your excuse. It's not God's. He doesn't accept it. Learn to forgive if you want your faith to grow. Four, relate with faith people. Acts 4.12 Neither is there salvation in any other. For there is none other name under heaven given unto man whereby we must be saved. Wow. Neither is there salvation in any other. For there is none. Hang out with faith people. Are you hanging out with sparrows, buzzards, chickens, or eagles? What level of hypocrite are you hanging out with or people of faith? In Jamaica, I'll never forget it. In a large Assembly of God church, now I'll be very honest, most of them really need revival right now. And I preach this sermon, are you a chicken, are you an eagle? If you walk with the chickens and talk with the chickens and eat with the chickens and quack with the chickens, and waddle with the chickens. You're a chicken. Do you gossip with the chickens? Do you you talk nonsense with the chickens? Do you talk 
Pioneer Pastures back? You're a chicken. You're a buzzard. Hello? You need your wings clipped, if not your throat cut. In other words, don't try to move in faith because you can't do it till you kill the carnal man. Cut that throat of carnality. Become an eagle. Live by the word of God. Live by faith. Fly and soar and see miracles. Again, point number one was build on God's word. Number two, use your memory. Number three, learn to forgive. That was Mark eleven twenty five, And when he stands praying, forgive, if you have ought against any, that your Father also, which is in heaven, may forgive you your trespasses. You know, this is so serious. Do you understand that you, if you're holding up forgiveness, God doesn't forgive you? Whatever level you want to separate you from the person, God separates you. And that means your Holy Spirit does not move with you like it could. I forgave him, but I don't want to see him. Don't tell me you truly forgave him. Don't tell me that. That is not what scripture is saying. When there is true, true, deep forgiveness, you love everybody. You love their soul. You want to bring them out of their destruction. You turn the other cheek. How many times? 70 times seven, meaning forever. Can we love people that way? I'm not saying if you're an employer, you've got to keep that type of person on the staff. No. If they can't learn, fire them. But you love them anyway. They can still come to your church. Are you with me? An employer has to have people that can finally learn and grow. But that person will bankrupt you. You've got to make money. You're not in the business to give money away. This is not welfare. You know, this is not the DSHS program. This is not a Biden's giveaway program. This is where we make money, even in ministry, or we can't pay our bills, and you can't pay your staff. All the love in the world is there. I remember the first apostle I worked for full-time. He'd gone through a lot of secretaries, a lot. You know, they, they would start crying. You know, they get upset and... You'd have to fire him. And he, and he said it from the pulpit. You know, I love you as a pastor, but when you're working for me, I need you to be efficient. If you can't be efficient, I can't pay you to work for me. It has nothing to do with loving you, but we've got to do an efficient job to grow. And he got some efficient secretaries in the church became a dynamite church and started 2,000 churches under it. But you don't get that with people that are not effective. Are we together? We got to learn. We got to be corrected. We got to move on. We got to be efficient. We, in other words, we got to live by faith. By faith, the Bible says transform your mind. The Bible says you can learn all things. The Bible says you can become very effective, very efficient. I believe in efficiency. I believe we should be the best person in that position there is. We should learn until we're there. The Bible doesn't show me mediocrity. It shows me efficiency 
with excellence. I believe in that. The Bible says you can transform your mind. Get out of your rut. Transform your mind and do all things. Fly with the eagles. You got to get out of the rut. The Bible tells you that. Can't you obey the word of God? If you can't obey the word of God, literally you're damned on growing. And that means every area of your life, you're not going to excel, you're not going to be victorious. You're going to fail in every area of life. Family, other areas, relationships, everything. You've got to do the word of God. Put the things behind you that are wrong. Move ahead with excellence. It's not that hard to follow instructions. Relate with people of faith. Again, Acts 4.12, neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven where men can be saved. Who do you relate with? What do you watch? What do you listen to? I hope it's not professional athletes. And these are the wrong people, these woke, selfish, millionaire brats. Seattle Seahawks will not air anything from Tiffany Smiley. Won't air them. No ads. They want pure progressive people. You know, I, I would love to see every professional basketball, football franchise go bankrupt. That's where I'm at. And I don't know why people want to follow these people to begin with. Get back, follow high school sports maybe. Where they still do it for the love of the game and not for money and political correctness. Go support a high school. Pray in the spirit, Jude 20. But ye beloved, building upon yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Build ourselves up in the faith. What is that? Standing on the word of God. Going back in your memory, seeing what the word of God says. See the memories where God has given you victory. Going back and pray in the faith. Pray in the spirit. Build yourself up in the word of God. If you have received your spiritual prayer language called speaking in tongues, then use it daily to build up the inner man and get sensitive to God's voice. Build it up. If you don't know the word of God, if you don't live by the word of God, if you don't obey the word of God, then I don't think your prayer language helps you a bit. It might not even be the language of the Holy Spirit. You might be under some demonic language. In everything we do, we must be living and following the word of God or it, it's worthless to try to pray. Again, I mentioned five ingredients to growing and building your faith. It'll accelerate you to another realm of living by faith as you faithfully practice them. One was to build on God's word. To use your memory. Three, learn to forgive. Four, relate with faith people. And five, pray in the spirit. Do you literally obey God's word? Do you take advice, correction? 
The Bible tells us a wise man receives correction, but a fool stubbornly resists and argues. I've even told people before, you know, you're just a fool. You're not even listening. You're just defending your constant mistakes. Do you forgive or do you harbor bitterness against yourselves and others? Do you say, I hate myself? I'm a social outcast. I can't do it like others. I have no common sense. What are you doing condemning yourself? Why don't you say, I can do all things? Do you know what faith is? Or do you hear 30 years of messages and yet still agree with the enemy? I can't learn. I just want to be by myself because people don't understand me. These are not words, thoughts, and statements that build strong faith. But instead, these are words, thoughts, and statements that originate out of hell itself that are meant to destroy you and have you living in constant defeat. Say, God, forgive me. You can say it now. You don't have to continue in defeat until you go somewhere, heaven or hell. Ladies and gentlemen, we need to save this country. Eagles saving nations. We have to have another great awakening. Subscribe today. God bless you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International. Warning Radio is a listener-supported program. We need your donations in order to continue airing these Christ-centered prophetic programs. Send your checks or money orders to World Ministries International, Post Office Box 277, Stanwood, Washington, 98292. To donate securely by phone, call 360-629-5248. Visit our website to find other ways of giving and a wealth of information about World Ministries International and host Dr. Jonathan Hansen. The website is worldministries.org. There, you'll also have access to hundreds of previously aired radio programs, made-for-television videos, thousands of articles, Dr. Hansen's books, and travel itinerary. Again, the website is worldministries.org. The phone number is 360-629-5248. Tune in at this same time, Monday through Friday, on this radio station for the next exciting edition of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen. Remember, the Lord is not slow about the promise of His return, as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing for any to perish, but for everyone to come to the repentance that leads to eternal life.